Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Introducing the greatest animated series you've never seen, Lightning Dogs. These canine commandos are lost on a post-apocalyptic Earth and battling the forces of the evil Glampire. It's a tribute to the cartoons and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, and Nerdy Show is hell-bent on bringing it to life. Block sold separately. Join us as we document our quest from the moment lightning struck to every world-building session and beyond and make our crazy dream a reality. Roll with the pack at lightningdogs.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop, and Nerd Destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fun geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. <laughs> Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. I'm Scruffy Brandon. And I'm Boar. I'm Scruffy because I haven't shaved in a hot minute. I actually have a larger amount of scruff than normal, too. You know, fun Like, facts. I've been letting it go. I'm, I'm starting to use, like, a, a number three trimmer instead of the number one. I haven't done anything, and... Fun fact, a hot minute is the equivalent of a cold second, which is about half a fortnight, I learned. There's some conversion facts for you. Cool. Well, thanks. Hey, uh, we're here for fun facts. and uh, It's and all fake. I lied. It's all made up, but those are That's 100% true. Oh, okay. That is 100% true. I can verify it. Uh, I'm, I'm freshly shorn, so uh, nice to always that's, have a counterpoint. I don't think that's a show. real word. I've never heard the word shorn before. <laughs> is, that, is, that where, is that where you're at? Like you're on the shore of a beach? And someone um, like steps on your foot, and you're yeah. like, "I'm shorn." Yeah, you you nailed it. You I've didn't been, know I've, what the word was. I've been you, sh- I've you been shorn. Out, you figured out the definition through context cues. When you're shipwrecked and, on a shore, and you did a great job, Brandon. When you're shipwrecked upon a shore, you've been shorn. Right, exactly. It's like that Natalie Imbruglia song, "Shorn." Yeah. And now Brandon just shorn us up. Yeah. I was on a boat. Now I'm so shorn. A nibble by the crabs lying naked on the sand. You know what? Actually, now that I hear myself talk, I'm not so sh- I'm not so shorn about it. So. <laughs> uh, Boar didn't laugh. <laughs> he was busy doing something else. <laughs> he didn't laugh at my not not anyway. <laughs> or it just wasn't funny. One of Whatever, Boar. Well, I said something name. funny. You didn't laugh. Therefore, you weren't paying attention. <laughs> Welcome back to a normal episode of Nerdy Show. We've had a very whatever peculiar that means. January. Whatever that means. I mean, we've got only three people this episode. Normal is four. That's if you want true. to get right down we, to it. We had some last minute cancellations. It's uh it's been a busy weekend. Um if you want to get down to brass tacks. <laughs> is that now okay. Does that come from when money used to be brass for? I don't know. Brass tax. Like you pay your tax to society only in brass because they didn't accept silver or copper. No, it's taxes only paid by military brass. You know, mil- high up military people. What are they doing with all the brass? Well, they. they what is they, happening with the brass They shortage? guard America's brass reserves. 
in Fort Knox. Right, exactly. Because okay. brass is the the you know the resource that all of the federal funds are based around. I'm the the, the I just specific know monetary orchestras use a lot of brass. What you're saying is that's a form of brass well, laundering. Uh, hey, if that's money laundering in the form of brass right I, there, orchestras. Well, if you if you're hurting for cash and you want to do a robbery, um, burglar musician, particularly someone in maybe a ska band or a symphony, sell their brass. <laughs> I forgot what you were talking well, about. Haven't you, I mean, haven't you been... See, you've seen the store that's Brass for Cash? Brass for Cash. No, that's true. And then Mr. Brass is outside and, with that uh, top hat. Uh, yeah, and, most, and of the time, most of the time, it's actually more of a dealership for uh, Brass, Cash, and Ass. But... <laughs> yeah, no rides are free. <laughs> <laughs> well... Anyway, it's been a, it's been a weird time. We uh, hope you enjoyed our film commentary microsodes. Uh, let us know if that's something we should never do again. Those are by listener request, kind of. We sort of put our own spin on the necessity of having to watch movies we hadn't seen before. It's like, do a 15-minute episode. Let's turn it into two hours. Well, I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, <laughs> either read the Wikipedia page and give you a half-assed episode or, you know. <laughs> so at least one of them was fun. So let us know what you think. And uh, then we also had that interview with uh, Mark with a C and Jordan Zadarazny. And I uh, hope you enjoyed that too. But let's, the last time you really heard from us was episode 300. So this is 301. And we didn't bring anything interesting to eat today. That's good. I do have these bags of Doritos Blaze, but I haven't decided what I'm doing with them yet because D&D's still on hiatus. They're totes Blaze, yo. Those Doritos are clutch. (laughs) Yeah. Are they? Totes Blaze, those clutch Doritos. What are you even saying? Are these human words? Are they like... You guys just aren't with the millennials. (laughs) Brandon, you're being very extra right now. Oh my God, you're being extra. You aren't with the millennials. At least I'm not basic. It's better to be extra than basic shit. Is that a relevant terminology anymore? What, basic? Yeah. I mean... Or extra. I mean, extra is a kind of gum, and it probably has aspartame in it, so I'm not interested. Hey, speaking of which, since we just brought up food and aspartame, <laughs> I'm drinking a new Mountain Dew ice today. <laughs> How many flavors of and Mountain Dew are there? Every episode, there's like five new flavors. I know. Oh, it's God. amazing that Doritos I'm able to do in that. America could hold a candle to this. But, but here's why aspartame just triggered me a little bit, is Ooh, because... Triggered. If you look on this can, it's got about uh, 100 calories. A normal one has about 150 plus calories, maybe like 170. They're sneaking aspartame into this drink, and they're not calling it diet. Yeah, They need to cut that shit out. Tastes that, bad, too. Ugh, that is really fucked up. That is really, really fucked up. The worst one is uh, I got one of those new Mountain Dew Game Fuels. I didn't bring any of those today, Good. but <laughs> the Mountain Dew Game Fuel Arctic Blast has the same problem. It's about 100 calories. They they throw some fucking... It's not aspartame, actually. It's Splenda. Um, Ooh, that's even worse. But... Well, no, it's not worse. I, I like Splenda slightly better, but that's like... Has, do you it, like being stabbed in the neck name. or the, the, the back or, or better? The penis. Yeah. So um, it sounds to me like you're going to be writing some angry letters to the company that owns Mountain Dew. Yeah, it's like if I wanted a diet drink, I'd, you know, buy a diet drink. <laughs> I wonder... I'm, I'm curious what the logic is for Mountain Dew doing that because, I mean one would sus- usually aspartame is marketed as like you know sugar free or whatever and that's because the marketing for sugar free is enough to bait well, somebody into buying a, this cancer about, causing agent they've got about half of the regular sugar 
in here. So they, they're probably like, oh, well, we, we put less sugar in than everybody else, even though we're sneaking know. in artificial sweeteners when people don't want them. You know, in Great Britain, aspartame is illegal to use in food. It should be. Yeah. And, because uh, it's terrible. But it's, you know, it's because of American chemical companies say, uh, hey, uh, you know, we got these big barrels of this thing that's, you know, mildly digest- digestible. Can we sell it to something else? Sure. Why not? Hey, here's another fun fact. Don't eat Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> that shit is full of... Uh, Wait, that's my favorite cereal. Let me look it up what exactly it is. Uh, Full of cinnamon and sugar if you look Are you closely. sure that you can't just see what the kids are interested <laughs> in? Yeah, it contains lots of cinnamon and sugar crystals. <laughs> uh, You're just shit. too old, Pops. Trisodium phosphate is in a lot of ce- sugary cereals, and uh, you shouldn't eat that. Okay, but to be fair, have you ever had disodium phosphate? Trisodium is way tastier. <laughs> okay. Disodium is garbage I'll water. I'll bite. Why don't I want this? It's um, it's like used in detergents and stuff. This is off the top. I'm, I looked up the name, but I'm not going to read the thing to give you the proper <laughs> information. Now, you should look up this information yourself because I'm just going off the cuff, basically. But it's basically, you know, it's like it's a thing that's used for industrial cleaning purposes or something along those lines. Well, that that you you don't they don't there's not really an abundance of research as to how much of it can be used safely in food products. Will it clean my colon? Because I mean, I'm okay with putting detergent in my cereal if it cleans me out. And you know. If you don't want to be concerned about what's in your food and you think giving a damn about what's in your food is hippie bullshit, well, I don't know, man. Uh, I, uh, I, I Personally, I think they should just put sugar in it and like let's, let's just deal with that. I like sugar. Sugar's great. If I want something bad for me, then I will eat it. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Just put sugar in it if, if I want something else. You know, at least if they're going to start sneaking shit in there, sneak in stevia instead of this other bullshit. You've been listening to oh. Healthy Show. Oh. <laughs> Have you had stevia? It's I disgusting. love stevia, but here's the thing: you with love stevia, stevia. You who love you, sugar, yeah, and can't like stevia. You have to cut it with sugar. Stevia is great if you add sugar. I don't want my stevia stepped on. You can't cut that. What's the point? No, seriously. Like if they were doing these hybrid, like let's throw some sugar in there, but not all the full amount of sugar. Stevia. If they use stevia instead, I would be a lot more happy with it. Well. Well, you can buy stevia by the jar, man. We got- but still, I'd want them to label it like that. <laughs> I was trying to look up why they started cutting with aspartame. I can't find any knowledge. Something to do with drug and pharmaceutical companies. Lacing your Mountain Dew shit in America, not other countries. They don't put up with that crap. But anyway, this Mountain Dew ice is <laughs> it's lemon-lime flavored. and basically, so it's Sprite. Basically, it's just Sprite. Why it's is it clear called ice? and everything. Why is it called ice? Ice. I don't understand. Like they already make Sierra Mist, and it's basically like actually. Sierra Mist. I don't think they do. I think Sierra Mist is dead. Oh, whatever. They used to. Yeah. So they're trying to resurrect it as Mountain the, Dew the, Ice. The, no, out, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew Ice is a tax write-off. They're offloading old Sierra Mist syrup, and they're offloading all the aspartame. <laughs> That's true. They just have a warehouse full of that See, friggin' concentrate. Food is an industry, <laughs> and therefore mistakes get made. And here we are. But hey, this is, I don't know, this isn't why you're listening to the show, so let's switch gears to something else. Guys, if you're going to eat grapes, they've got to be organic. I've had experience. Conventional grapes suck up pesticides. Got to be organic. Same with apples. Apples There's not even caffeine in this. How can they call it Mountain Dew? (laughs) Wait, there's no caffeine? No. Are you sure they just don't label it because they don't have to? Man, I really like Pepsi Blue. It wasn't Pepsi. And that's what what made people mad. So, uh, I don't know. If you don't like, you either like it or you don't like it. Well, that's the number one search. Does Mountain Dew Ice have caffeine? Oh, man. Mountain Dew. I'm reading it right now. Uh, forget about Nerdy Show. I'm looking up shit about Mountain Dew. Uh, yeah. At some point, we have to decide, are we doing a podcast about shitty Ooh. food? or <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm learning shit. It says, yeah, it's missing from their lemon-lime uh, soda. Sorry. We, no caffeine. We, we read the can. And, That's and totally bullshit. I was just making sure. 
that there's all right, all right. You, you have something better. We Let's have switch to that. not done an episode where we've talked about really relatively anything for a couple months now because December was weird. January has been weird. Our episode 300 was 100% weird. So um, well, what have you got? Well, what's what, what have you got, Brandon? You had an interesting Christmas. Oh, well, or Hanukkah. Here's the thing. So I have a friend named Fat Tits Finnegan. I know it's 2018, but that's her <laughs> name, not mine. I didn't choose it. <laughs> Um, that's the well. That's an we've we've been clear about this. That's an alias that she uses because she's a medical professional and she's a, she appeared on our penis episode. And the the one concession is that she could have to be called something other than her name. Yes. So fat tits Finnegan it was. Um. So I thought for fun, what well, whose if penis she... did she appear on? <laughs> Who knows the the, the, cla- the now classic nerdy show episode. The Pen 15 Club, where our listeners did a res- listener requested topic, and the topic they chose was penises. Oh. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> basically, I thought she celebrates Christmas, and that's getting real, real fast. So, why not celebrate? <laughs> why not celebrate Hanukkah? She's not, she's not used to Hanukkah. And so, I thought, you know, eight days of presents. She's going to love this. I'll send her one present a day, but, you know, not in a row because who has time for that? And I was like, I was searching Amazon. I was searching around. I was like, what can I send her? That'll be really fun and teach her about life and teach her what Hanukkah is all about. Right. And I was like, oh, Amazon sells live animals. Yeah. Obviously, I that's mean, good for the society pets. and environment. This sounds like a good idea so far. So the first gift I sent um, was 1,500 ladybugs in a box. All all were alive. I want to point now, that out. This is relevant. They were all alive that, when she got That actually them. sounds like a pretty helpful gift because no, she loved it. there's so many Japanese beetles these days, and ladybugs are kind of being killed off by these things i didn't know that so if you had a bunch of ladybugs that you could release it would help you know redo the the ecosystem and well they're re- great for rebalance your plants. they, eat, they so. eat the aphids yeah they eat aphids plants. yeah i want to point out that extremely i would really beneficial i would yeah. really enjoy a japanese cover band called the japanese beetles that sounds very interesting <laughs> <laughs> but um so she thought wow this is watashiwa <laughs> john lennon this hi well, the um, if if you're interested, you mean John John Renin. <laughs> if you're Renin. interested in some Asian beetles, the uh, Yellow Magic Orchestra, which is a, <laughs> the Asian th- th- it's that's a that's a, a very, <laughs> I'm a, just laughing now. A very famous uh, synth pop band from the '80s. Uh, Ryuichi Sakamoto was was among them. He's a famous film composer now. They did a cover of Day Tripper, uh, and it's really fucking weird. So, so there it is out. the Asian Beatles. They did one song. Okay, they did one song. So, anyway, so like, back to Hanukkah. Ba- back to your biblical plague. When I went, okay, on. first off, the ladybugs were amazing. And then I was like, day two, what does she need? I was like, oh, 500 large crickets. Those would be good for her yard and keep her up all night, which is my goal. That'll teach that would her help lesson. feed her geckos. Yeah. Well, the problem was 400 of them were dead. She got, she got a, I was really upset actually, because it's, it's cruel. I, my view was I'm buying these animals, which are being fed to other animals as feeder. And I was like, well, we're going we're gonna to let them go in a garden. We're going to let them go free. And of course, I have friends who are like, well, you're just enabling them to breed more and do that. And that's a valid point. But moving on, she, <laughs> she gets this box. She sees it's from me and she hears some chirping and she's like, oh, God, why? And there's flies coming out of it at this point. She then at mi- about midnight takes it to a church in the middle of the night and takes this box and starts opening it. Biblical plagues. When the cops, the cops show up. And the cops are like, what are you doing with that box? And she's like, my friend sent me 500 crickets. And I don't know what to do with them. And so they're like, why did right. you come to a church? Yeah, they, they she, apparently she, didn't care. They, they had, because she was looking for a, a public garbage bin and she knew that was the closest one nearby. Ah, yeah, there was a video and she opened the was box. Was she at least near like, the garbage with this box? <laughs> I'm, I'm under the impression, yes. 
and they're like, oh, what's going on over there? I'm imagining there? her <laughs> on the front steps, like, just fiddling around with the box. We're leaving it like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, that was a that was a disaster. Only about a hundred of them were alive, and it was gross. And I'm gonna I contacted the seller and was very upset. They gave me a refund. Um, but yeah, four hundred <laughs> crickets and flies eating each other. Don't ever order crickets. Well, online. no, that that's um. What, let's see, it is the, uh, the, the ladybugs the, are great. The the fourth plague: mixture of wild animals or flies. Okay, day three. <laughs> day three um, was some live harvester ants. They're pretty big ants. They're, they come in tubes that are used for a refill for ant farms, but the joke is on her because she didn't have an ant farm. And I was like, what is she going to do <laughs> with these ants? She's screwed. And she just opened them and put them outside. So the ants went free. That was it. Well, that was day three. Maybe they would fight some of the native ants and then kill them well, off. And, and if you didn't send her a queen, then they would die off too. So that could have a net benefit. It sounds like you've put a lot of thought into these gifts and, <laughs> and so far... Uh, you know, great job. <laughs> well, day four was a thousand live mealworms. And I was like, well, she could just feed them to her dog. Dogs eat oh, anything. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, and we, good we have lots soil. of lizards around, and, and that would help yeah. encourage them. I'm actually under the impression if you eat at McDonald's, you're also eating mealworms. So Yeah. So it's healthy. Uh, checkers as well. Those are just... That even, makes sense. Yeah. Probably crystal. It. And these mealworms turn into large beetles. So once again, we're back with beetles. So that was day four. I had to cancel like three other days. Why? So let's talk about the one she has currently, and I'll talk about the canceled ones. So, okay. Um, the one she has currently were two live um, leopard frog tadpoles. Ah. Now these day, tadpoles, day two, plague of frogs. These these tadpoles are huge. They're like half the size of a dollar bill. Okay. And she gets them. That sounds pretty awesome. She gets the, these two tadpoles, and she takes a video, and she's like, what the hell am I going to do with these? So she's keeping them in a bowl, and she made it nice and put a little tank in there, and she's got like flat. What, like, what did like, she name balls. them? She named them uh, Brandon and Bird Food. Because that's what's going to happen to them when they get older. Little did she know. She thought because they were so big, they were about to turn into frogs. They are. St- they were just born. They've got like six <laughs> months. These frogs are mammoth. They are like the size of your head. When they start spreading nice. legs, she has to buy a new tank. Spreading legs? Yeah, when they start, sp- <laughs> when they start sprouting, she's like, any day now. I'm like, girl, you've got six months. These frogs are nowhere near. I'd also like anymore. to point out that the if they are released outside, the potential for um, environmental disaster in South Florida, where she lives, is very high. What? I thought it was, I looked these up. There's no disaster for these leopard frogs. No, I, I mean that, that they would be introduced into a habitat that they don't belong in. Oh, I thought they weren't invasive. I thought they were perfectly well. There's, you know, there's no such thing. She has to tell keep that them. to all the boa constrictors in the Everglades now, thanks to shitty herpetologists. And I don't mean herpetologists. Oh, let's say amateur, amateur, negligent pieces of shit who think it's cool to own a snake. Well, you know what? If fat quote tit- unquote herpetologist, if Fat Tits Finnegan releases these into the wild, she's a terrible person. You got to keep them. Um, <laughs> she said she needed a bigger. She said like, oh, I might need a bigger tank. I sent her money. I was like, buy a bigger tank. But um, so. Another gift that I was troublesome was well, there's there's a you can buy a type of I, scorpion. I want to point out they're very good friends, Brandon and Fat I mean, Tits. it's on and off. <laughs> we don't really know. <laughs> there was it's but, a rumor but, that we're good, friends. but there were threats. Well, okay. First off, you're, the one she doesn't know about that I canceled was a whiptail scorpion. Oh, and like the the description for when you want to buy a whiptail scorpion I want to put a positive spin on that one, but I'm having a harder time. <laughs> well, they, it's like the, the description is like educational. What fun. Like, oh, okay. it's literally there we go. Educational. a small scorpion with like a two inch needle stinger. And it's a whiptail. So it whips at you. I'm like, oh, that would be amazing for her. She would love this. Well, yeah. But she not could, really. 
it, it'd be like training, you know, like she could up her skills of dodging. But, but I got pa- facing her fears. But I also bought yeah, that. This uh, is a pretty good gift, too. I also <laughs> bought that around the same time I bought two massive giant um, what Madagascar hissing cockroaches. And she messaged <laughs> me without knowing that I had them. I, I bought them already saying, Brandon, if you send me hissing cockroaches or just she said cockroaches in general. She's like, if you ever send me cockroaches, our friendship's over. And I was like, oh, well. Well then, and I it, I've, I looked I've, at my, I've known people that kept those as pets because they're supposed to be Well, I'm okay like, with them. They're cute. Yeah. And then I checked my shipping and it's like it's almost at like shipped. It's almost that little line is going all the <laughs> way down, but it stopped just short and I contact the, I go on the page and I'm like cancel order and it goes to a blank screen. You can't cancel the order. And I'm contacting the seller and then I <laughs> I, I call her up and I'm like, "Hey, so funny story about those cockroaches. You you may receive or not receive giant cockroaches tomorrow before 8 p.m." she's like she's like i fucking hate you um she's like you're so glad i'm like you're so lucky i'm a nice person because i was gonna send you the worst fucking gift i can't even tell you what it is because i don't want you sending it to me and i was like what was it what was it i was trying to ask her like what was this gift you're gonna send me also he was drunk whatever i was like what is this gift i want to know what it is she's like it costs 67 dollars, so it's too expensive and i go i just sent you 67 dollars in a cash app now you can send it to me what is this horrible gift she's like you're a fucking moron it was like crabs or something in like in like a box like once you open it you get crabs or some shit there's there's a website that actually sells crabs as in not not delicious savory crabs from yeah, maryland like, uh, blue crabs snow crabs mm-hmm. spiny alaskan spiny. king crab no not not any of those you're not gonna get very many alaskan king crabs for 67 dollars <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh they a, they send you a, a vial of pubic lice and uh for you to do whatever you want with, but the idea is this mostly it's a revenge website. So oh, they, how is they this ma- legal to they send you, this biological weapon? They may mail you crabs and you and then you sprinkle those crabs in someone's underwear drawer or in their bed or whatever, and then revenge is served. Crab people. I, how was I supposed to get crabs people. by opening a box? Did she like sprinkle them in a box? I mean, they, she would have to have mailed them to herself. And then put them in a pair of neatly folded underwear in a box and sent them and to sealed me. those underwear. Yeah. And then I would have opened a box and go, hmm, a nice pair of clean underwear sealed in a Ziploc bag. Yeah, I'm going to open that mm-hmm. and wear it. That's the plan. And that's the story of why Brandon steams all of his undergarments nowadays. <laughs> I, I bleach them and then steam them. Yes. But also because <laughs> of the brown, the brown town going on. The steamer's great, though. I mean, you can you can cook, you know, uh, Chinese buns in there and uh Ah, oh, why'd you have to say that? We we want you want to go get some, now. I want some. We can, we can go get some after this is over. And that was the story now. of my Hanukkah. <laughs> so there you go. I guess that's was that eight that. days. Did you miss any? I, I think I missed one. I, I think I was going to do one more, but by, by the time I figured I need to start canceling all these orders, I was like, I'm just not. <laughs> I'm not. We'll try. Bet I'll try again next year. I'll be a little more classy. I'll put a little more thought into it. Um, she loves iguanas. We'll we'll, we'll figure this out. Well, that wouldn't be very hard to find down in South Florida. No. You just go to a body of water, find a nice hot rock, and there will be iguanas. In fact, on my drive down to South Florida this past Christmas, I saw several iguanas just chilling by the side of I-95 because that's how dope it is down there. Wow. Yep. I, do, I don't remember that many iguanas when I lived there. But um, well, have this they is, gone out They've of increased a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really cool. I kind of want to go visit again, but not really. When when South Florida becomes the aquapocalypse that we anticipate, well, that we know for a fact is going to be the case, um, it's going to be fascinating. I mean, very sad for me who likes it down there, but uh, but at least fascinating. It's going to be. We'll have waterfront property in Orlando for a little bit. Well, yeah, yep. <laughs> Bor, what you been up to? 
Oh man, after that, I don't have. We don't got shit. I mean, we yeah, don't. we don't have anything that can hold a candle. Well, this to happened that. in like December. This happened like a month ago. Yeah, nothing that happened to me in all year. that entire <laughs> yeah all year this year doesn't equal weird, even have that bug way more thing. than I do. Do I? I think so. <laughs> I don't think I do. Maybe not. I guess I'm dragged around a lot. Yeah, you mm. get dragged around. Do um, I do? So I I have been watching the Good Place, which we have talked about before, mm-hmm. and it's still probably one of the best shows that's airing currently. I still highly, highly recommend that. I don't want to give away anything, but season two took it to a new level. Yeah, The Good Place is interesting because it's it's a sitcom, but it's a sitcom that has very heavy plot continuity to the point where you, you can't talk about it unless someone has watched it. No, you, you can't. There's reveals. Yeah, there's there's things that happen that unless you know exactly where the other person is, you can't talk about what's going on. By the way, if you all. don't know what The Good Place is, it is the sequel to Veronica Mars. So check it out. And uh, recently I got caught up on Star Trek Discovery. Yes. For the longest time I was stuck at like episode four or something like that. Well, they that. had a hiatus at like nine for like half the season and then they came back a few months later for the rest of the season. Yeah, and we're like at what, episode 11 or 12? Or well, I think we're at 11. I think there's 11? two more to go right now. Well, and a new one just came out yesterday I haven't watched. Or oh, it came out yesterday? Day. I think so. I, think I thought it was a Sunday I release. think it said there's a new episode out now. I think it's a Sunday release. Well, screw you. But but we can look into that. But how do you feel about Tukufma? Uh I still hate that they shit all over the canon, uh, particularly with the Klingons and the technology in general. Is and yet they reference things from the original series in the new episodes that that happened. Yeah, completely. Yeah, it's like everything happened in a, a weird parallel reality or something. So is this a third Star Trek continuity? No. Um, or, or is it in the film continuity? I think it's just in the film continuity. I mean, that's what I thought. There's no way to know. But if you set that aside and you watch the show and say, to hell with everything else, I'm just going to focus on this show. And mm-hmm. if it's good and if I enjoy it, how do you feel about the, the next half of this season? Because you were on the fence before. I was on the fence. Um, now that shit's getting real. Th- would it be spoilers to talk about what's a ah, little bit about what's going on? Who cares? Just spoil it. Well, here's the thing. Let, let, me, let me put this out there. Um... I've I've only seen up to episode four, but Discovery can be a pretty hard sell because especially be, I, really what you need to do is divorce yourself from expectations about it being a Star Trek show and yeah. just being a cool space show. Yeah. Well, so, it, so yeah. tell tell the people something that could be considered a spoiler, but is going to maybe sell them on the show because it seems like you're, you're what you're about to say is you like it a lot. Yeah. So the thing that really got me is. I had a lot of speculation before that maybe there were going to be like a Section 31 show. Section 31 being the Black Ops of the Federation. Yeah, I think I mentioned that quite a long time ago, Mm -hmm. but that was one of my theories about what was going to happen. That hasn't happened uh, at all, and I don't think that they're going to do that anymore. But what they did do is they visited the Dark Mirror universe, and it's awesome. As in mustaches. Mm, there's no mustaches but as in in the original star trek in the original beards, series yeah. there was there was mustaches but they're re- there's some, there's revisiting the terran empire and it's awesome mm-hmm. that's cool so basically the next half of the season is completely like that the funny thing completely? is completely yeah <laughs> it's it's like it's like it feels to maybe. me maybe like, we don't know. Well, there's yet. only two episodes left, as far as I know. A lot can happen in an episode. That's true, as we've discovered. There, it's the thing. The problem, the thing I love or hate with this show, I, I actually don't know about my emotions. Is that they've basically taken 
Game of Thrones and Battlestar Galactica, the feelings from that, and just like amped it up. Like the show's moving. Yeah, really it's a fast. lot more dark and intense than any other Star Trek show ever. Like a lot of the characters, like what are they doing? What's happening? Are, are they but gone? The what? funny thing to me is that I feel like the the continuity in the Mirror Universe is more in line with the show than they're when they're in the regular universe. Originally, I thought they were going to go to the Mirror Universe and it was going to be the original universe, and they're in the like. The dark universe. Yeah, because everything we know about the mirror universe is actually like lining up perfectly from like Enterprise when they started the Terran Empire to later on. Deep Space Nine. Yeah, like the original series and and, uh, Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine, it's it's a completely different thing. They talk about the Defiant winding up there and getting lost and everyone going mad and killing themselves. And I'm like, that happened in the original series i vaguely remember they found like a recording from like they found the defiant and the recording of everyone like killing themselves from the original star trek right and so that's it's in continuity with that when they found like the mirror universe and in enterprise they found the ship they actually uh, the the dark mirror universe copies of the enterprise crew found the the defiant and yeah but it's keeping there was, on the edge there was no seat, actual yeah. travel between the universes i don't think uh it was just like in Enterprise, it was just Dark Mirror, like what was going on with their other selves, hmm. and, which was interesting. And 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 yeah, like I said, it it actually lines up better than the Prime Universe stuff. That's weird, <laughs> but it's really good. Um, I I like it a lot now. And I have no idea. How I still this think the Orville's now. better. You would. But. I have no idea how the season's gonna end. Um, because it's it's really like every time you think something's going somewhere, something happens to a character or a character does a 180 and you're like what what is happening in the show well hey um i've got some stuff about what i've been doing but since we're talking about tv check this out the i can tell you right now as far as my my bid for the most incredible show on television it's happy on sci-fi that's happy with an exclamation mark is that the one where the girl has the emotions in her head and they have to fix her before she commits suicide are you talking about the network that i've completely um Di- boycotted dis- disavowed because yeah. of uh them they, killing dark matter yeah and they can't even yeah. spell sci-fi they, right they just they just pump money into what is one of the most incredible things to ever happen on a major television they're network. just gonna cancel it next season it, it's one that's and done true what do you it's mean one, one, it's, it's one season it's, an, and that's it's it? an eight episode season oh oh so here's the thing well that's the only way to get your show on sci-fi is get them to commit to that there there has never been anything like this um ever in yeah, the actually, world? actually, ever, yeah. So, Happy is a four-issue comic book by Grant Morrison and uh, Derek Robertson, and it came out several years ago. It's a story about a, uh, a an ex-cop who was really good at his job, whose life went to shit, and he became a uh, hired killer. And then a little girl is kidnapped by a sinister Santa Claus, and her imaginary friend comes and haunts this like near-death cop, and uh, convinces him to to try to help this little girl. So, I read it. Um, when it came out and was like, wow, this is this is great. This should be a film. It was this the story being four issues was was compact enough. It could have been a movie. But then sci fi is like, nope, it's a it's a television series. Well, series would have been better at this point than a but, movie. Yeah. But, but but they've got I mean, Hollywood never would have greenlit it. It's too weird. So they've done an amazing job adding more stuff to the plot. And it is it is crazy. This this show is hard R bordering on NC-17. I mean, on sci-fi. On sci-fi, I'm talking about extreme violence, f bombs, nudity. Oh, is the is the creator or writer Grant Morrison? Yeah, because he okay, so the he also writer. He also made the show. Got it. 
Yeah, he he executive produced the show. How, the, how do they get nudity and stuff in there? Do they just air it after midnight? And well, there's I mean, some sort of rules that you're, they you're skirt not, around. You're not seeing. You're. I mean, it's complicated. They're not. You're not seeing nipples. You're not seeing penis. But you're seeing some. Oh, you will on Discovery, by the way. I, anyway, I, I heard that that is a thing. Yeah, which is fascinating. Television is such a weird place right now. Um, but it's you'll see some extremely extreme stuff. Uh, I that I I cannot spoil. But anyway, uh, this this story, um, Chris Maloney is the cop. This is Chris Maloney of uh, Law and Order and uh, Wet Hot American Summer, or yeah, Law and Order. And uh, so you know the, the the chef who talks to the can is going to go funnel some sweaters. Oh, okay. Chris Maloney, he, he's just he's looking like he's got the shit kicked out of him the whole time. He's incredible. He's grizzled. And Patton Oswalt is happy. The the oh, Patton Oswalt's in it. Well, now oh. I'm sold. Sold. <laughs> Done. But and, and also um Patrick Fleischer, who's uh, plays a character called Smoothie, who's in Twin Peaks and Mad Men he's and Smoothie. <laughs> yeah. He's he's uh he's one of those uh really uh twisted sort of people who works for the mob and uh, tortures people. That that kind of like character archetype. Um but the showrunner I did that for like ten years. It's it's not a big deal. Hmm. It seems like a big deal for him. He, he's very intense about his work. Um the showrunner for the show is Brian Taylor who's the guy behind Crank and Crank High Voltage. Okay. I was just talking about Crank the other day and how I should watch it. S- seriously, like, this show is what Preacher the television show should have been. And I like Preacher the television show, but this this television series is doing what Preacher does in the comics, on television. And actually finishing it, and actually, not just, like, dragging it yeah, out. Yeah, not dragging it out and actually doing it. Every episode, you never know what's going to happen. It's always crazy. There's always something that you're like, I cannot believe... They did that, and it gets a lot weirder than just having an imaginary friend talking to you. There's huh. some other metaphysical stuff. Well, not metaphysical, but there's some there's some other stuff happening that is super strange. It is, and here's the thing: the way the show is written, the way all the pieces fit together, is, is it's kind of like not exactly like reality vibe. It is cut from the same cloth as Dirk Gently's Holistic Detec- Detective Agency. It has the same kind of kinetic writing where everything's connected. You know, it's funny. Move at a fast pace. It's it's really clever that he decided to make this one season because if he did it any longer, like Bo was saying, it would have gotten canceled. So it's if you have like it's I'm, my show's only gonna be one season, and they give, they're gonna give you a massive budget if they know it's like one and done. They want to make it as good as possible, and that's it. If they figure out a way that's to continue this, it. and I don't know if they have or haven't, I would be shocked. I don't think they can. I don't want them to. I don't if, want them if to it's either. perfect and it ends. I like things that have a fucking ending. But just to give you some perspective on like what to what to think about and like in terms of how the show is put together and the violence. Well, one, check out the trailer because the trailer says a lot um, in terms of like showing you how batshit crazy this this is. And it's it's Christmas themed. It's this weird, dark Christmas themed television series. Patton Oswalt calls Brian Taylor, the showrunner, R. Tashike, uh, Takashi Miike, as in like that really balls the wall, hyper violent Japanese film director. Uh, we did a whole microsode on him, I think, last year or the year before that. We'll link to it on this episode's page. You have to check out Happy. It's I, I had some high expectations. They were ex- exceeded by a, a really wide margin. So it's on the the Seafy channel. Mm-hmm, it's on Seafy. Yeah. So I'll find some way to not pay for that and watch it. <laughs> wait, because su- way to support fuck that good channel. things. But you're right. I they, they did they cancel can go Dark. Die. They probably will someday. Yeah, I you know I don't know what this means for them. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing about television networks. 
they change regimes all the time. And, you know, you'll, they'll, you'll, they'll be on board with the show and then they'll drop something. Who knows? But They've burned me too many times but at they, this point. But yeah, sci-fi, this is the only thing I've ever seen on sci-fi that has any like proprietariness to them that I've ever thought, wow, this is incredible. And it's incredible by a huge margin. But they, I mean, I, I didn't follow uh, Dark Matter, um, but like they, but then canceling Dark Matter was, you know, just on them being petty about ownership. And, uh, I, well, anyway, I don't know that there's anything nice to say about the, the network, but them putting the show out and doing so much to like basically violate all standards of cable maybe speaks to a new regime change. I'm not sure. Hmm. I don't follow them that closely. Now, uh, in terms of uh, other shit going on, well, as of this episode's release, we will have just debuted the Consequence Podcast Network. If you've been following State of the Empire, you might already have a little bit of information on this. So, as you may know, I work for Consequence of Sound, the music, film, and television website, as, uh, as their art director, but now I also run their podcast network, which is a brand new enterprise for them. They've been co-producing State of the Empire for the past couple years, our Star Wars Speculation podcast. And uh, then this past year had their own independent success with The Losers Club, a Stephen King podcast. And uh, so they're like, you know what? Podcast the future. Cap, you've been working with us a long time. You already know what you're doing. So uh, I like, and you have plenty of free time. You don't do enough. Mm. Here, here's a whole other network. Well, it's... <laughs> we'll 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 see things i there's i mean i've been i i make no mistake i've been working my ass off but there's an equilibrium to it to be achieved and uh it's been it's been a lot of fun assembling that and also working with consequence sort of enables us to make shows that well wouldn't be really applicable to to the nerdy show family of things so state of the empire because it's a dedicated show about a specific pop culture niche and nerdy show tends to have more you know we're either doing audio dramas or we're doing more broad subject things state of the empires moved over there to consequence um fully there's it's still produced here in-house with the same staff of people myself and doug and matt um and then we're also looking at doing um there's another there's so there's some other stuff in the works involving nerdy show personalities that will also be on consequence that wouldn't really have applied to nerdy show um which is which is neat um there's more to that, but I'll I'll describe that later when when we're gonna. So when are we interviewing Katy Perry? <laughs> when are when are we when are we Katie? interviewing Katy Perry? What, Brandon, pretend I'm Katy Perry. What, how what uh, interview me? Hey girl, what's up? Oh, not much. It's so nice to be here. So, what you got in the works, lady? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm uh, Mr. Perry. How are you doing today? This would, you know what? That would be my interview voice, Mr. Perry. How are the children? She, she doesn't have kids. How is Nugget? And this is why Brandon doesn't get to go on interview. <laughs> How is Nugget? I hear he has his own skyline, airstream. I meant airstream trailer. I mean, she'd probably like talking about her dog Nugget. It's a dog, right? Yeah, it's a dog. Okay. <laughs> All right, this interview's over. Um, I would prepare and have questions. Okay. 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 Relevant questions. I can't improv an interview unless it's about a random subject well, that they're not familiar I mean, with. The, the reason the reason I asked I'll talk about burritos. I would I would genuinely love to see what would happen if you were interviewing Katy Perry, and I don't know what that would be like. So I an interesting take, thing take that about Katy Perry is that recently she posted a picture of her fingernails that had various cryptocurrency logos on them. <laughs> of course, you and know that one of them was Monero. My favorite one. Oh, the price must have shot up after that. Uh, I don't think it did. How? How? Uh, how I I don't think you've said on the show lately. Uh, we we talked about you launching your uh, Monero mining 
enterprise. But uh, how much has it made you lately? Uh, well, I, I don't want to list any specific numbers, um, but I've got a, a small mil. pile of them. And when I started out, it was, I think when I first talked about it, Monero was around $20, $25 maybe uh, um, each. Per, per coin. And now it's like 350 give or take, depending on what day it is. And how many coins do you currently have when you uh, had it at $25? See, that's the part I'm not going to disclose, <laughs> but it's one thousand. I have a decent amount. Nice. It's worked out really well for him. It's been it? very good. <laughs> um, what's, what's the symbol for Monero? Because I'm looking at her nails. Which one is it? Is it the one that's like a black diamond? the one diamond? that's an M. Oh, man. She has different nails then. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> she, she'd be changing that shit all the time. Well, yeah. She's Katy Perry. That's what she does. Mm. Um, for for Consequence of Sound's annual report that's like our year-end list, like top songs and best performer and stuff like that, um, I did a bunch of sticker-themed illustrations, and we actually recently launched a store at Consequence of Sound where you can get a limited edition run of my stickers as actual stickers. They were just they were just graphic designs as stickers before. There, but uh, might be interested in, of interest to you because there's a couple kind of nerdy things on there. There's there's a David Lynch and Mark Frost one. There's a specifically Twin Peaks: The Return sticker. Um, and there's one of uh, composer Hans Zimmer shredding on the guitar, and it says his name in electricity. Nice. So yeah, that's that's fun. I had fun doing those. Um, and also, there was a uh, last year when I was in Chicago, I got on an episode of one of uh, One Shot's streams. One Shot's the um, the tabletop role playing and um, and tabletop games in general uh, podcast network. We played a game called New World Magiscola House Rivalry, which is a deck building game based around uh, this magic school, like Harry Potter style LARPing thing. But they've turned it into this really fun deck building game. And a weird thing happened where they're like, hey, thanks so much for playtesting this game because it wasn't out yet. They were like launching a Kickstarter or something. Um, do you, uh, we want to do a, a card with you on it. Like po- the, all the podcasters who were on there. So now I'm on, I'm on a card in this card game. Huh. And we'll uh, we'll link to where you can see this the the art of me as a what color is podcast your podcast witch? That's very important. It's uh like kind of like pink and orange in the in the image. All right, it's doable. My blue glasses aren't there, but hey, it, it was still a lot of fun. Um, whatever. <laughs> and well, Brandon, a while back, you told a lie on the on the show. You were telling us about a bird that starts fires, and it was responsible for the. Was uh, it a lie though? Was it a lie? That's that's think the thing. back to that that I can't even remember. Was it a lie? I I, I don't remember what episode that was. You I, tell I me what I said, and then I'll tell you if it was a lie. You said that there was a specific kind of bird that was responsible for starting the California wildfires, and I was like, wow, that sounds <laughs> like a Pokemon. This is like over a year ago. <laughs> it was yeah, it was called like Phyrexia or something. Yeah. So then that I, was a fun lie. Then I saw a, an article that said Australian birds steal fire to smoke out prey and basically has all these aboriginal accounts of actual birds stealing fires from places where they're controlled and then starting them elsewhere or finding a forest fire and being like, shit, I want to do that elsewhere. And then like flying it across. <laughs> if a forest fire stops at a river, they'll get some embers and start it on the other side of the river because <laughs> they, they, did you read this article? No. Okay. So so here's the information. These birds are called fire foragers. It's a general purpose name for a couple different things or fire hawks. Um, Ooh, that's good. Black, that's a good one. Black kites, whistling kites, and brown falcons. This is in Australia specifically where this is happening. So um, <laughs> Australian fire hawks reportedly using flaming sticks to start <laughs> fires. Yes, Brandon, your lie was true. We were just oh, on wow. the wrong No, they're, they're legitimately... <laughs> 
they are really cool looking hawks. <laughs> They're not huge, but man. Here, here's a here's a first-hand account. I have seen a hawk pick up a smoldering stick in its daws and drop it in a fresh pile of dry patch of dry grass half a mile away, then wait with its mates for the mad exodus of scorched and frightened rodents and reptiles. When that area was burnt out, the process was repeated elsewhere. Wow. Wow, yeah. Huh. And I think there's more than one and, type of bird doing and it. And it's actually yes. a marketing campaign for the for the Pontiac <laughs> Firebird. They're they're evolving. <laughs> yeah. There's multiple There's gonna be a comeback, so they trained a bunch of birds. There are multiple species of birds. There's one. Oh wow, yeah. There's a falcon. There's a hawk. Is that going to be a featured uh, vehicle inside the uh, the new not a real film Crocodile Dundee remake? Oh, Probably. God, let's not talk about that piece of shit. <laughs> you know what? This is what the firefighters in California. They've been looking in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. It's not climate change. <laughs> it's fucking birds. Someone just has a bonfire and a bird just picks up well, a little piece of. Or this is the bird. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Birds protesting the climate change that it's really fucking with their migrations. Uh, or maybe they're helping people because they see fires everywhere and they're like, oh, people love fire. Let's make more <laughs> fire. Yay. That's how birds work. I'm helping. Oh, man. This yeah. Is, this so is amazing. They, they did this study with, with interviewing different people and some like researcher observations and so on to trigger, try to figure out like, you know, how to control fires in Australia when they're started by um, avian arsonists. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You tell enough lies, then once in a while, turns out you discovered something before anyone else on the fucking planet. <laughs> well, you the, heard it here first on or, Nerdy Show. Or you heard it in the... Uh, the autobiography i i the aboriginal in 1962 book um but that was one of the earliest accounts of oh wait it. did they actually oh they, wow. they they referenced many historical documents from aboriginals um who who'd been observing this for a very very long time but white people didn't know about it because white people they don't well i'm gonna take they're a, too one white. of those ancestry dna tests and, <laughs> and see, see if, if you're I'm, aboriginal <laughs> yep see if i got the blood is the blood's in me i, I hope i hope <laughs> i've got anything in me we got another cool piece of sci-tech. Um, Japanese scientists have uh, used AI to uh, to read minds. Oh, I thought it was going to be another porn thing. Well, I mean, it could They're be. really good if, at that. If it's your mind. Uh, how does that work? Did they hook you up to a computer and then the AI can read your brainwaves? Or, or what are we talking about here? It's like that thing you buy in Toys R Us. You put it on your head and are the they just really good at, Are they just really good at predicting things? It's it's a learned behavioral thing, sort of. Like, they... Uh, they had people do a bunch of sittings um, over 10 months. Three subjects were shown natural images like uh, bird photography or a person and uh, as well as artificial geometric shapes and alphabet letters and so on. I think Brandon went through something like that where they were measuring his level of arousal ver- with various bird imagery. 
I mean, I'll just tell them. They don't need to measure. <laughs> that it. was that was court ordered, and we're really I measured not all to the talk t- about. I measure it all the time. Oh. <laughs> but uh, so it's not like they're reading. They're reading your mind. It's like they're getting to know you so well that they can predict what you're thinking about. Well, yeah, but it creates sort of a it, it creates a, a a map sort of. So, but here's the thing. So they they measured the the areas while the subjects were looking at the image, and then also while the subject were asked to think about the images that they had been shown before, and that allowed the computer to um, develop this this neural net that allowed it to piece together what people are, were thinking about like much after the fact. And we'll link to an article where you can see these images, which are extremely rough, but there's something happening here that shows that if, at the very least, if the individual's brain is able to be to be mapped throughout their day and that there's some kind of computer correspondence, that that information can be used for some kind of technological interface and there's a lot of big implications of this like stuff that's been in science fiction uh for a very long time such as being able to draw pictures or make art by imagining something uh recording visual references for people's dreams maybe mapping hallucinations of psychiatric patients and uh brain machine interfaces Hmm. this is this is a, a breakthrough that has they've done similar things in the past with like more rudimentary stuff but the difference here is that those are usually um using sort of pixel data but this these neural networks are use a uh, hierarchical hierarchical oh jesus christ a hierarchical structure um which has you know multiple layers uh, of color and so on is how the brain itself works how our brain works and so using a neural net it creates a more natural one-to-one recall on that information it's weird but does it make a a total recall we're working for the total recall. recall We're not recall, there yet. Recall. This, these images are weird. I'm looking at like there. There's images you're shown, and then like the computer reconstructs what you're thinking of. I don't know that I ever see things this way, but it's it's really some of them are creepy. <laughs> Most of them are creepy. They're, it's yeah. odd. It's an odd thing. I dare it to try to figure out what I'm thinking. I <laughs> dare you, Japan. You come over here and you do that shit on me and you see if your machine still works. You see if your little AI works on me. It smokes it starts coming out and then it gets re- it, it like grows legs and then eats a human being. I would just make Pretty a real. fake machine to read Brandon's mind that all it was was a computer program that randomly displayed either boobs or bird. <laughs> I do not think about boobs as much as I think about butts. Thank you. Okay? Your machine would fail. <laughs> well, version 2.0 would integrate that. <laughs> I'll integrate you. Before I'm looking at our show notes, you wrote down Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Is it Fighter Z or Fighter? We don't we don't talk about Fi- Dragon fighters. Ball like ever. Fi- fighter fighters. Why don't we talk about Dragon Ball ever? Because that was so. It's like, a brand new century. fighting video game. We talk about video games. We right? do, but I mean, I mean, tell me about why. What's what's so significant? I I've heard people over the years say very nice thing about things about Dragon Ball fighting games. I've never played any. Um, what makes this so special? So this one, uh, have you seen any of the visuals from from this game, like the uh, trailer or gameplay? What's this one or called? Anything? Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Fighters, Fighter Z. <laughs> yeah, I swear um, they've I'm already a... used that name. But I, okay, I have they, not. They I'm have looking it. it up. Uh, but this game, the the visuals in it look better than the anime. Oh, so it looks like you're playing a show, like an animation. Yeah, everything is really fully good. 3D. Ooh, um, Jesus Christ! But, yeah, but it's it's just crazy how well everything just flows together in is, it. is and, the game it still, looks like you're playing the cartoon it's, is the game really still great. played because i haven't played it in a while where it's still like a 3d area you can run around or is it just like no it's a, it's a 2d you're, you're just on a 2d plane Marvel versus capcom okay. mm-hmm. 
Because the old games that I really loved, you could go in like a 3D environment and try to kill each other. It was really fun. There was at least one or two games. That but like it's that. got a full roster of characters from Dragon Ball Super. Um, and it, so far, it's really fun. I, I mean, I only bought it yesterday and, and I've been playing it a lot. Is Chao Su in it? Chao Su is in it. Is Popo you, in it? You I want to be Popo. You can't fight as Chao Su and I haven't seen Mr. Popo at all. <laughs> That's probably for a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've been paying attention to what's been going on in Dragon Ball, Kami isn't really alive anymore. Uh, you mean God? Piccolo got like kind of absorbed Kami. Yo, okay, so I haven't, weird. I have not paid attention to Dragon Ball in a very, very, I'm talking about the 1990s long time. Um, do you even know who Boo is? Who's your Boo? I don't know that I know that. <laughs> Boo, um, Boo was around in the 90s. Yeah, that so sounds from it, 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 it was the very last season of Majin the original Boo, pink, show. Well, pink guy. Not the original. He looked like a piece of chewing gum. Here he is. Yes, well, there yes. were like, I do to be fair, him. there's three different ones, but yeah, yeah, he looks like a piece of chewing gum. Who? But I'm looking at this Dragon Ball Super image. Who are these cool purple rabbits? Um, and you people. might be talking about Beerus, who is the, he's some sort of a god. I think he's like god of destruction or something like <laughs> he's that. He's a purple rabbit. I, I'm not all caught up on Dragon Ball Super. I've only seen like the movies. Are these new series or retellings of old series? It's Dragon just Ball a, Super? Are they it, just it's continuations? A, it's a continuation, yeah. Oh, it's cute. It's, still, didn't it's have, actually like, really good. Like from, from, what I, from what I saw, I, I, I saw some of the earlier episodes and like I said, a couple of the movies. Uh, but it's it's really good. I, I need to get caught up on it. Oh, there's a white rabbit. There's a purple rabbit. They got all sorts of rabbits. Shit. Sorry. Rabbits? <laughs> yeah, man. Look, there's a there's a giant rabbit with like an it looks like Egyptian for some reason. In the game? Just in the show. Oh, okay. I just searched there's Dragon a... Ball rabbits. There's like two different types <laughs> why, of rabbits. Why did you search for Dragon Ball rabbits? Because there's two or three different types of rabbits. They're actual characters in the show. Ugh. I'm not making this up. I don't know what they are. I haven't seen this. I, man, I, okay, I don't know what this is. Okay, so. The last time I watched Dragon Ball Z, Vegeta and Goku fused together to fight someone with jelly beans or something. I oh, all- so you saw the 12th movie. <laughs> I guess. Where they fought against Janimba, and they were in the afterlife when that happened. Uh, my favorite. It's my favorite board game, Janimba. <laughs> Janimba, Janimba. I also searched Dragon Ball Rabbits, and I found an image of... Uh, Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny wearing what <laughs> I, looks like Egyptian garb. I see that too, yeah. It says Dragon Ball 2 Xenoverse. Yeah, see? Yeah, that's... Uh, it's or huh. Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. God of Destruction, Bug Bunny. <laughs> Bug. It's, not, it's, not, it's not Bugs Bunny, it's Bug Bunny. <laughs> Bug Bunny. <laughs> Bug Bunny. <laughs> what is this? Oh, man. Okay, but is the game fun? If you like fighting games, yes. If, if I hate Street Fighter and I'm bored with Soul Calibur at this point. You might not like it. No. If you don't like 2D... I like shooting laser beams out of my hands. You can do that. It's actually I know not, I can do that. It's actually not a super technically complicated mm. fighting game, well, I guess. The Super Nintendo one, you could do different strength moves, and then you mm-hmm. could like deflect them if you knew how to do that at the right time. Yeah, you time. can do that. Oh, that's all I care about. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. just want to shoot laser beams back and forth. Uh, the, my only complaint with the game is there's way too many loading screens. Or that it's like $60. Well, that is that is a... at this In this day and age, that's a heck of a complaint. I don't, yeah. have, I don't have time for loading screens anymore. I'm just, yeah. I'm over that shit. <laughs> yeah. If they Four got rid minutes. of the loading screens, it would be probably a perfect game. What are you playing Fighting on your, your, obviously you're playing on your PC. Uh, no, I actually bought it for PS4. Well, maybe that's why you got the loading screens. You got like a computer with eight graphics cards and you're playing on a PS4? Yeah. All right. I guess. Yeah, why not? Because you've got like eight graphics cards. I don't know. Fighting games just, they work really well on consoles. So, you know, if I'm going to have anything on console, it's I probably going to be a fighting game. just because of the controller. I mean, you have a game pad. Yeah. All right. To but each it's his not, own. But I mean, it, it, fighting games are something that you want to play with other people too. So if somebody's over at your house, you don't want to be like, "Hey, let's come over 
let's crowd around my computer you know instead i'd rather just have it on oh can you play two and like two on a couch couch co-op yes it's a fighting game yeah it's a fighting game i mean a lot of games don't do couch co-op anymore well, it's, it's not really fighting annoying. games it's not co-op i've never to seen be one. fair i haven't i well it's not co-op but yeah <laughs> uh, to be fair well diablo 3 was couch co-op and that's really fun but still oh we should play that oh i've got big news big news everyone what rumors coming out of blizzard yeah <laughs> diablo what 4 else is new? diablo 4 because i'm i love diablo diablo uh, 4 diablo quattro diablo quattro <laughs> possibly in 2020 or 2021 that's too far away I, I can't isometric, even that far ahead it is a and this is rumors but it's from someone in blizzard so maybe false maybe true it is an mmo rpg oh, top no. down isometric view what so they're making that is ex- i want it sounds like they're making ultima online i don't with care diablo skin can you well, i mean okay hold on i mean can you imagine diablo 3 should, as an mmo shouldn't someone at this point yeah yeah I mean, I kind of want yes, this. I, but I can't you know how it. fun Diablo 3 is, just playing yeah. with someone. Yeah. That, but like in a huge open MMO world. I, not linear. I do. I, yeah, with levels I do and kinda skills. Want, I don't, I don't yeah. like MMOs, but that sounds like a good like plan. Like fun. It sounds fun. Like I don't, I don't to, know. Would it really be an MMO, though? Or are you just going to be joining being, servers where other people are going to be also exploring? No, it's, it's being called an MMO, so I assume it's massively multiplayer. They can't call it an MMO if it's just like a server with 10 or 20 I people. I guess here's the thing. If, if Diablo is in a setting where it is legitimately an open world of interconnected spaces and all these different biomes and settings and dungeons and all that are connected. And there's people joining parties online and going through those dungeons, doing dungeon crawls. That would be so cool. That's an MMO. And if you've played one through three, you know a lot of the areas and sanctuary and all the cool stuff. I can just see PvP being a real stupid thing. You know they're going to separate the servers, PvP and PvE. You know they're going to separate those. And then I'm going to stupidly create a character in a PvP server and just get ganked in like a minute. Yep. Yeah. But not yeah. if I got my ice sorcerer with that like ice ball, whatever it's called. I forgot. That's Frozen just, orb. That, that's too long to wait though. Like that, that, that news is way too early. Uh, well, they have to remake all of StarCraft 1 <laughs> and 2 again. That's why it's a rumor. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that is irresponsibly early. Yeah. The, yeah. the theory and conjecture about that is because they are slowly giving World of Warcraft. They could put it out sooner, but they said they're letting World of Warcraft die down. That... Not my words. Huh. So they said it's going to take two or three years. They're going to slowly let that. Even though there's a new expansion that's coming like does it? Soon. There's, they're always going to make new expansions. There's money in expansions, but they're going to work on another world while that's happening. It's going to slowly die down. Plus, they have to remake start all the StarCrafts over again. Honestly, I, I would rather have a Diablo MMO than a StarCraft MMO because there was a, a rumor for a while that they were going to make World of StarCraft. I don't want to start. That's I don't like StarCraft. Such a terrible idea. Yeah, it would have been terrible. I mean, it, StarCraft is a a, strat, a real-time strategy game. That's its appeal. Yeah. Making an With, MMO would not be fun. Yeah, and and the I mean, I know they've done a lot of story stuff in World of Warcraft, but StarCraft's story, I feel like, with the world hopping, it just doesn't. Lint, no one's built that yet, and they've, there's so much. There's so many better space MMO things happening right now. Yeah, and you know they what? Can't hope yeah. to compete with and that. Everyone has like open world games and MMOs, but like I don't have a good isometric. Fixed camera angle, top down MMO because they don't exist anymore. And I like if they can pull that off, it sounds in my head really fun. Maybe it's a terrible idea, but I want it. Hmm. Rumors right now. We got three years. Well, so one of us may be dead in three years. We'll see. <laughs> now a good just, chance one of us in this. Us. There's a good chance that someone in this room will be dead before 2021. Boar. I mean, it's not a great chance with your aspartame what? soda. <laughs> it's gonna be. I'm sure it's gonna be me. Place your bets, folks. But hey, in the meantime, <laughs> um, but don't before you. Well, actually, I have a better idea of what where that money can go because 
<laughs> this program and all the programs of the Nerdy Show Network are entirely listener supported. Well, entirely is a strong word that I will I will describe that statement momentarily. Um, but there's a number of ways to support us. The most important and what will probably always be the most important among which is Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash nerdy show, you can join up with us there and access a number of extremely awesome perks, including a huge backlog of behind the scenes material and extra episodes and bonus content. Um, we, we've had quite a bit of bonus content lately, including some stuff from Flame On. Um, early releases for just as cheap as a dollar. We have a new patron, Brian Pemberton. Welcome to the fold, dude. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, and also, we have a one-time donation. You can give us one-time donations at nerdyshow.com slash support. It's from Kutsushita, who gave us $50 and said, hope you all had a lovely Christmas. It was terrible. We were all sick. But thank you. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't mean to sound like a all. dick. I'm just like I wasn't sick. Yeah, I was. Just I w- I'm on my fourth time being sick since like December, because I work with a bunch of d bags. Brandon was all sick. What? I'm still sick. A but, lot of peop- um, a lot of people did get sick, but I completely avoided it. So you don't far. work around a thousand people and see a thousand people a day. That's true. You know? I don't. So here's here's the thing about um about Patreon. It is the way that we know that we have a set amount of money to make sure that all of our operations keep happening, that we're able to pay the other shows in the Nerdy Show Network, and so on and so forth. It's a money that we can generally rely on, but it does ebb and flow, as does everyone's ability to say, you know, subscribe to us for a month. You know, no matter how much you're giving, um, even a little bit helps, but uh, it all it all adds up, and that's how we have a, an idea of how survivable doing this network is. It's like, yeah, we've been doing this for for nine years now, and uh, that uh, have you? It's almost a decade. Yeah, two thousand nine. So in twenty nineteen, that'll Damn. be ten years. Wow. Okay. So yeah, it's been it's been a while, and uh, and the only way that we're able to that we you know keep doing this or we're able to do this at all is via Patreon support. Now we made it to getting a thousand dollars a month late last year. Um, well, late, geez, when, when late 2016 and then early in 2017, but it it dipped a bit, and that's understandable. We were ha- we had some people giving us a lot of money at once, but right now we're at $623, which is good, but that means we're not able to provide stipends for our, the other shows on the network now because 700 was the goal for us being able to afford that. No Christmas bonuses this year, my lord. I'm sorry, that's what happened. It was a tough year, and on top of that, you know, Patreon decided to kick off the holiday season by um, screwing over everybody with. Um, I remember that with yeah. with the thing that they've since reversed. Um, the jury's still out on what they're going to do to solve the problems they were attempting to fix with that thing. But um, wasn't that like they get a cut of what you get or something weird? It, they monk among other things. It's it's really that is that is that is not it. But it's <laughs> it's actually really it's really complicated and, and not important anymore. So we won't focus on that. But if there's ever a better platform, naturally we'll move over from Patreon to something else. But right now it is the best we've got for holding the line. But let's talk about some other stuff. Well, I was gonna say, hmm. I mean, if you're tight on cash, you're having a bad day, you're having a bad month, you're having a bad life, but you know you're gonna buy some shit on Amazon. True. That is a way to not give us any money directly any extra money if you just buy things on amazon through our link we get a cut of that you don't actually have to give anything extra i'm not saying don't do patreon but if you really can't i mean just buy and you're buying things on amazon yeah, anyway if, yeah, yeah true if you're, you're if you're listening to this episode that means you've gotten to like the end of the episode you really, listen to the and, entire episode and you can buy anything from snacks to masturbatory items yeah go buy dildos it's anonymous we don't know what you use it for we don't care what you use it for 
You can buy live insects and send it to a friend. Buy some right. crabs. Oh, Brandon, whatever. did you use Nerdy Show links for uh, sending? God the... damn it! No, I didn't. <laughs> what? Shit. What? Why? You need you to know, change the it, bookmarks it was only on couple, your computer. It was only a couple hundred. You're right, and you changed my bookmarks. Only a couple hundred. We could have made I mad know. bank. Well, don't be a Brandon. <laughs> use the Nerdy Show link <laughs> at nerdyshow.com/slash/amazon. Um, we do actually have some folks who wrote in and told... See, we don't know what you buy exactly. We don't know who buys what. We actually see a list of the sort of things people are buying. So Amazon tells us so we can uh, you know, see what sort of successes we're having as Amazon affiliates. But sometimes people write in and tell us what they bought or what they buy. Well, uh, I got a couple of things here. Uh, Dizdon, a.k.a. Jeffrey McSorley Jr. I have never made that connection in my head. I had <laughs> no same, idea that that was person. the same person. <laughs> so that that's a revelation right there. Uh, but he writes, okay, so not only did I buy all my Christmas gifts using your Amazon, but I just pre-ordered the last Jedi novelization for my wife. So hoping you get at least a, a fiver from hundreds of dollars I just spent on Christmas on Amazon using your links. Thank I'll you, Dizdon, a.k.a. Jeffrey McSorley. Fun fact about that novelization, it contains a bunch of shit that was cut out of that movie. Oh, so it might be good, gooder. It, it might gooder. be gooder. All right. It See, and might the, be gooder. The thing is, he didn't have to go out of his way to spend anything extra he wasn't already going to spend, and he supported us. And that was a great thing. Don't, Thanks, be, a, don't be a Brandon. Don't be a Can Brandon. we change the icon for like our Amazon link to just me shrugging, and it says, don't be a Brandon. <laughs> Click here. I'm for that. <laughs> we'll set up a screen. I'll, I'll pose in front of it. We'll make it all fancy. We'll do it. And then uh, Cerebral Paladin writes, good day, nerdy show. I, w- I was on Amazon this year. Uh, we ordered a bunch of items both before and after the holidays, but I figured I'd share some of the nerdy highlights. Here's hoping my holiday spending helps keep the lights on in the studio. And uh, there's just a list of stuff here. You got a Nerdy Show logo t-shirt and a uh, card game and some DVDs and some Blu-rays and stuff and, 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 a, bunch of, and a bunch of stuff. Rat Queens Volume 4. That's a good comic book right there. Got a bunch of stuff. Got a bunch of stuff. bunch of cool stuff. Thanks to Rebel Paladin. A big old list of stuff here. Not going to read it all. Now, uh, a paragraph. Dizdon is a Patreon supporter as well. And uh, speaking of paragraphs, well, uh, at, at $10 or more, that means you get to have us talk about what you, well, whatever. It's, 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 it's a shout out tier. Say what you, we will say what you want us to say. And you know what? Honestly, Within reason. We, honestly, should, we should qualify that. You're getting a deal. Because $10 or more, we usually, we go on a rant or we say it a lot or we do it in funny voices. And sometimes... Even, even, not even much more than that. Some people get microsodes, and they're supposed to be fifteen minutes, but sometimes we go on for hours because you just. We like to give. I don't you think we do that anymore. Bang for your buck. <laughs> we like to give you buck bangs. <laughs> buck bangs. Buck bangs for your bang. Well, hey Brandon, why don't your you cooter. do? Uh, why don't you do Diz Donna solid and recall uh, his uh, shout nice. out from memory? Oh God! Well, you know how great my memory is with my tumors. Um, <laughs> sick of all those old shirts at home. Want a shirt with a Picathor? You did it! Oh, I actually meant going. to say Picathor. <laughs> uh, recycle those old shirts and go buy the new ones at nerdyshow.com. Slash store. Slash store. Uh, support them. Buy the shirts. Get rid of your old ones. Donate it. Give it to charity. Not that bad charity that keeps all your stuff and your money, but the good one down the street that you know what I'm talking about. They give the shirts to the kids. I do remember that part. I, you're doing this really I'm well, not, buddy. I'm, yeah. Well, that's that's about all I got. Thank you. You're welcome. That was close enough. Thank you, Brandon. You, you, know, so, you know, sometimes I have a paper in front of me. If that paper's been on this table for like a year, and now well, it's gone. we were going to give you the, the, the paper, but I reminded Cap that it's much more fun to tell you to loosely recall. 
Yeah, see, not everybody. He's not has getting a, his money's worth now. Not everybody. I didn't has, say it. Oh, I'm sure he's getting his money's worth for that that wonderful uh, dissertation on shirts. Mm. Um, <laughs> I swear there was more to it, but Diz, I can't quite recall. Diz Dunn um, is the only person who's ever done a reoccurring shout out, and so uh, so everyone's heard it the same way a lot of times. So Brandon Spice. As it soon up. as I go home, it leaves my brain. I don't remember it, and until <laughs> you bring it up, and then I'm like, shit, what did he say? Now, one way you can support us that doesn't involve money at all is rating and reviewing us on iTunes. That is, I mean, iTunes is still the the number one place people get podcasts. And if we get more ratings and reviews, then we get pumped up. We get put in the top of those charts. If we build up heat, then maybe you know people take notice um, more from Nerdy Show. Hey, the more people listening means the more people donating. The more people supporting means the more hosts we can hire and do other crazy things. The bigger Nerdy Show can grow, and the more we don't have to do day jobs that take us away from having a fun time with you. You fine hire folks. hosts. Well, one of our Patreon goals is to uh, pay, pay Doug us. so he can quit his job and just edit shit for Nerdy Show all day long. That sounds great. That's Full a sweet editor. deal. He only wants a thousand bucks a month, but that means we have to get to two thousand on Patreon, and we're a ways away from that right now. Um, there was a time where we had a, we had a crazy gleam in our eye. We're like, maybe it's gonna happen, but mm, not. you just gotta start marketing to the people you aren't reaching. You just you gotta have clever marketing. Who's the who are the people that aren't listening to this? Who are the non-nerds? You need to you need to pull them in. Oh, you're you need right. To you need to show them why this show is important. We should do uh, we should just do a show about homeowners organizations and then just call it a day. That'll yeah, uh, do it. Do it. Why not? What do you got to lose? Podcasts for grandparents. Let's. I mean, we've already got half of a podcast about like organic foods and like foods <laughs> with aspartame. And I what don't you should, really. Eat. I don't really like that segment. You know what? That's why it's not for you. <laughs> You're not the base for that show. It's for the other people Are, we don't. Okay. Have. Well, well, Brandon's gonna launch this show no. for for non nerds on Nerdy Show to donate to the Nerdy Show Patreon. This is a terrible plan. Let's talk about Manuka honey. What? <laughs> Forty dollars. You know, for a little jar. It comes straight from New Zealand. Only one type of bee makes it cures cancer little known fact you can shove it in a wound heal that bad boy i'm not and shoving anything that you it'll, recommend into a wound it'll uh, it'll sanitize your wound you shove some of that honey in there sanitize hey, you right up brand let me tell you a weird story okay so when i was born the uh, the doctors looked at my erectile tissue and said hey you know what we should do to this baby we should chop some parts off of that can this regrow um what i believe is called the foreskin can i get that back yes manuka honey will harden and crystallize around your peepee thus creating a new foreskin Wow. Just don't great. put it near ants. It'll, it'll actually ants make it into it. a five skin. It'll, it'll, be, it'll, <laughs> it'll make it into a five Cool. Skin. Anyway. <laughs> That's we, an uh, upgrade. Yeah, we, play banjo on it. Where are we talking? Man, I'm going on for hours about Manuka honey. Don't even get me on the shipping costs because it's from Australia. Well, sorry. New Zealand. New Zealand. I mean, it's not even a real country, but come on. <sighs> Always so, wanted to stick your willy in a honey pot, eh? So if this if this is <laughs> Australian, or just, what is that? I don't know. That was like Scottish. That was something. <laughs> that was it was terrible. You want to stick it in a wheelie, eh? <laughs> stick it in a manuka. Honey I don't even know who that was. You, you was, should. I think that was a like, drive. You're like Scotty. It wasn't me. It was somebody else. You should. <laughs> it's a, a drive-by shouting. A stranger just came in. Here. <laughs> um, you should rate and review us on iTunes because of the prevalence of iTunes. However, we do have an alternative that is easier to sign up for and way cooler. It's called Podchaser. It's currently in open beta, and you can not only rate and review series, but you can also rate and review specific episodes and add tags so people can find it. It's it's going to be the IMDb of podcasts, and there's already a ton of data Whoa. on there. Well, it's a it's a. A big claim. I, I happen to know claim. that one of the initial major investors in IMDb also invested in Podchaser. Should I be buying stocks? You can't yet. Is this an insider tip? <laughs> When's it going public? <laughs> Do you know? Maybe like five years? I don't <laughs> Just tell me behind the scenes. <laughs> That's insider trading. 
We're not doing that. Yeah, but if they don't know, it's I, not. Podchaser are really cool people. I like them a lot. I like what they're doing. And um, if you if you do a rating and review on either platform, we will read it, such as this one from Galdap Jr. Remember, remember Galdap Jr.? No. No. I remember Galdap. Mopkins. Oh, yeah. A, formerly known as FKA. Ah. Um, I've been a fan of the podcast for seven years, and it is never <laughs> not delivered. And now I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I was five when I started. He, he was really young when he was listening to us. It was inappropriate, but <laughs> <laughs> but but a very nice young person. Um, it it is never not delivered on its promise of nerdy news and entertainment. The hosts are all wonderful and hilarious people. They work hard to make sure with what they release is awesome quality content, from discussing the latest science to immersing you in the fantastical adventures of Dungeons and Doritos. I mean, I'm flattered, but I'm pretty sure there's been times when we haven't delivered. <laughs> And Boar's just messing with a mic right now. He's not delivering. Yeah, I'm what not you, delivering anything. You, I'm surprised nobody said, and Boar always brings uh, the greatest new flavors of Mountain Dew to, to, to rant about or rave. <laughs> the most interesting part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got today, Mountain Dew Ice? What the fuck is but, that? It's a new uh, flavor. On, on the subject of Podchaser, we definitely need more people going on there and, and rating stuff. Because we, we used to, when Podchaser first came out, we had a, a, a mad wave of people going in there and rating our stuff and we got really high on the list and now we're dropping down come on help like, us out a significant rate some stuff and also also i should point out pod chaser because you can rate specific episodes it allows you to kind of compile like a greatest hit selection like it'll show you what's been rated the most and, and all that which is really cool we we love having this like kind of listener populated best episodes thing but here's our number one rated episode of nerdy show oh no it's called american nerds and it's only there it has a picture of brandon in some Japanese clothing on the front doing I like don't, a, a horse I dance. I don't remember. I'm not on the episode, and that's not an issue. Oh for wait, me. no, no, no. That but, was that was in my uh, weekend birthday vacation in a hotel room <laughs> with a with a little spa in there. So like, someone bought yeah. me a little Japanese like man kimono, whatever it's called. Yeah, and then we talked about American Gods, and I photoshopped you into the logo. It was good. Yeah, you weren't even around. That's the best I, episode. I was, I was not. Here, here's the thing. You. That is that is the number one episode because <laughs> that is around when we started promoting Podchaser. So that is not <laughs> necessarily the number one episode of Nerdy Show people should listen to. What do you think it is? Should it be episode 300 where we just did a bunch of insane stuff? Not a particularly popular episode. It's a kind of divisive episode. The ratings were really low initially. I can and tell you. Back up. I'm not sure I like episode 300 at all. <laughs> but episode, episode 200, 200 was way better. 200 was our oral history of video games episode. And everyone likes oral. Where, where we interviewed like Weird Al Yankovic and Chris Carter from the X-Files. And then we had a voice acting episode where we yeah. interviewed different voice actors. Didn't we? We, we had, yeah, yes. it was a two <laughs> part. Didn't we? It was a didn't we we talked to Steve okay. Bloom. Oh my God. That guy's voice. I'd marry his voice if it was legal. <laughs> Not him, just his voice. So you should you should hop in there and uh, find your favorite episodes and uh, throw some stars up on it. You can, and you don't have to search through the log. You can type in the name of it and it will show up, which is very handy. Handier than iTunes. Anyway, you may remember that like several minutes ago at this point, I said entirely was a strong word as far as entirely listener supported. There are some big changes coming. They probably haven't happened by the time this episode is debuting, but happening soon afterwards. Were we selling out finally? Finally! Wait, yeah. are, I'm, I'm excited. Can we sell it to some corporation? Uh, no, it's not like that. Mm. Um, but here's what happened. Back to so my day job. we've been hosted on SoundCloud for a long time. But as you probably know, SoundCloud has been on the brink of bankruptcy multiple times over the past several years, which has made us very nervous. And on top of that, because they have to reprioritize, I think they're a great platform, by the way. I think they're a great platform. But because they have to prioritize the things that are going to make them money, they have not been doing anything to support 
podcasts being distributed through their platform anymore. iTunes has unveiled a number of, or Apple Podcasts has unveiled a number of features, which we can't take advantage of because all of our shows are hosted there. We need some kind of next level podcast hosting platform, most of which are, um, especially when you're a network of shows produced independently and not by some major corporation, extremely expensive. But fortunately, we got an email one day, serendipitously, I might add, because the fates smile on Nerdy Show. We got an email from a group called Cabana, which is part of a larger group called Ad Large Media. And they said, hey, um, we are you interested in advertising on your shows? And I was like, well, you know, that's not really a priority, priority for us. But like, but what, what about getting your shows on the platform Megaphone? That's the same platform that's used by Gimlet Media and 2UP Productions, two very prevalent fancy pants podcast me- like outlets and i'd looked at them before and said that's too expensive for us and nothing so nerdy show has been extended a wonderful opportunity to be um we're on the megaphone platform and also under the guiding arm of cabana and ad large media which means that we will be able to advertise on nerdy show and i know what you're thinking you don't want to hear ads that's fine i don't want to do ads normally anyway i want to have fun I don't want random things that uh, that don't have our voices on it to be played, but in the near future, we are going to have ad insertions only of companies that we have approved and only read by our hosts. I only approve bird companies and penis enlargement pills <laughs> and <laughs> pharmaceuticals because they pay a lot. <laughs> All the pharmaceuticals. I've I'm I've already said that the network's not going to do pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals ads. for birds. Oh. That's different. And penis enlargement. What about <laughs> nutraceuticals? Because yeah, you wanna you wanna market some nutraceuticals like some, uh, some only vitamins? Our, <laughs> only our own in house. Oh, our proprietary yoga phytonutrients. Might understand we're not gonna sell vitamins anymore. What about dilk? We <laughs> <laughs> there's never gonna come a day where it's not important to sell dog milk. We all know this. <laughs> I mean, dogs produce milk. Why are you not taking advantage of them? Well, most, so many Im- most dogs. importantly, dogs produce milk that has been untainted by the highly corrupt um, dairy industry. And I wouldn't go that far. I mean, dogs have been bred so much. They were all wolves at one point. Dog milk is 100% pure. You don't know what's coming out from a cow this, in these days. It's 21st century. They're chock full of nanomachines, and you can't trust it. So you need to get pure male dog milk. That like, is, Dilk right. is the future. I like cat milk. I like kilk. I'm sorry. I think kilk is better than dilk. Let the milk wars begin. <laughs> but one way or another, you're going to be healthy. I don't oh. know, but I'm a little lactose intolerant, so. <laughs> well, that's why you need to eat vitamins. It helps. <laughs> vitamins? Yeah, vitamins. Dilk is actually 100% lactose free. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's free a cow. Anyway, anyway, so there there will be ads in the future. They're going to be um, automatically inserted. We're going to like we get to choose the in and out points, like where there's a conversation break. Stick in in out points, and it sticks in whatever relevant advertising has been you know brokered. But it's only we only want to do stuff that we either we think we can tell fun jokes with, or uh, is actually relevant to your interests, or you know just do you get a say, or is it just like you're in this area, you're getting something from that state, like no 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 we, to you. well no we decide. Oh, okay. We we decide because we're the ones recording the ads. Doritos, do they make <laughs> ads? Because they're about to. We'll, we'll make one for them. We'll we'll work. see what happens. Anyway, like here's the thing. I I realize this might be jarring. We're going to be looking to the possibility of whether or not it's uh, contractually okay for us to say offer you ad free podcasts on Patreon if that's something you want. But we are going to make sure that we're always having fun with it. It's always stuff that doesn't you know. It's either going to be fun or it's going to be relevant, right? 
that's that's the goal. We hope that it can be an opportunity for us to get some extra revenue, so maybe we can do something bold like hiring Doug. We're not sure what's gonna what's gonna really come. We need from to it. get Mountain Dew on the phone. Um, I'd like to point out that the weird coincidence <laughs> of, of us picking up doing these weird food segments was far before we were approached for this. <laughs> um, oh, the, and that does seem like a bit of a coincidence now, doesn't it? Honestly, I feel like that segment's run its course. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, you think that, but I'm going to have a new flavor next month. <laughs> it's impossible for you to have a new flavor every time or every month. You, they do you, not come out would, with that many flavors. You would think that. You know what? But yeah, you've I had have a new flavor con- every time. Yeah, sometimes I bring like four new ones. So we'll see. Anyway, that's the thing that's happening. Obviously, we want to extend a conversation with you folks about that if that's, you know, if that's, well... I mean, it is happening. Look, everyone's doing the, it. The, the ink is dry. Your favorite YouTube channels that you still watch all have ads now, and you've gotten over it. I mean, it's just the way it is. They have to survive. <laughs> I'm serious. You're, if you if you watch anything regularly on YouTube, they all have ads now. What I'm all saying is I'm, I'm very self-conscious about the fact that we're doing it, but in the long run, it seems like the best bet. However, like I said earlier, the Patreon is still like the backbone of us making sure we can actually do this from month to month because ad sales, that shit is not guaranteed. So and it's not even that much. Probably not. We haven't no. started yet. I don't no. know. Who have you ever clicked on an ad that's popped up during a video? Well, because that's how they make money. You, people you clicking know, on. podcast ads are different from YouTube from YouTube ads. Wait, what? Yeah, Brandon. What? How does that work? These are these are. I can't click on an audio file. When these are ad- audio <laughs> advertisements. Only ad comes up. Audio advertisements inserted into the body of an episode. Every time someone downloads it, then they're like shuffled and inserted into the episode. So they're just banking on the fact that someone's heard that ad and we're, may or may not buy. We're that product. going to pitch that product to them in a funny and entertaining way, and then they can choose to use it or not. And they may or may not have trackable codes, like say, use the code Nerdy Show to get a thirty percent off your next order of Dilk, <laughs> and. Hoo-wee! I'm all full of dilk right now. So, you know, that's kind of be the gist of it. Um, okay. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Another major change is that uh, Facebook switched up their algorithms, and we were also debating doing this for a while. We've been running for the past, I don't know, years now, the Nerdy Show Lounge on Facebook. It's a private Facebook group, or it was a private Facebook group that was available on, as a Patreon perk. And... We've been having some amazing conversations on there. It's a really fun way to socialize. We And in, in recently, we've been having conversations about, um, well, it's kind of weird to keep this exclusive. Like, it's so much fun. Like, it's cool that it's exclusive, but also it's like, it seems like this is one of the most, this is, no one's on the Nerdy Show forums anymore. A handful of people use the Discord and... Because who uses sh- forums? Come on. I, it, well, it's, it's, it's not in vogue anymore. I still really like the format. Not a lot of people use Reddit. So we, but we have... Basically, the most active places are the Nerdy Show Lounge, which is behind the paywall of Patreon, and then Discord, which only generally it's mostly uh, folks who are in the gaming communities that use it. Like I find it difficult. So to... you decided to take this specially hand-selected group of people who are on the Nerdy Show Lounge and be like, you know what? Everyone is special. Everyone can be on the lounge. <laughs> yes, no that's money what we necessary. Did. Everyone can be on the lounge. You're all special. Well, we were, we, like I said, we were already considering it, and then Facebook uh, changed their algorithm. So Nerdy Show Network Facebook's the Nerdy Show Network Facebook page is virtually useless. You'll never see a post from it unless you go through a bunch of extra steps, and even then, it'll be slightly reduced. But groups and stuff, this is the Nerdy Show Lounge. Russia advertising is now it's now open, and it's now basically the hub for socializing with all the hosts across the Nerdy Show Network. So if you want to join, please join. We'd love to have you. We're having great conversations on there about. Uh, the new Muppet Babies and my strong feelings about Skeeter and her not being in the show, which I'm very mad about. Um, Skeeter's a her? There's Scooter 
and there's his twin sister Skeeter. What? I thought they were twin brothers. <laughs> they're freaking did ever, Muppet. Did they you don't ever have watch like, Muppet it's like, Babies? It's not like their genitalia is coming out. You know what? I, I don't, don't think remember. you ever watched the show. Skeeter. Just keep talking. I'm, I'm looking up <laughs> Skeeter. Oh, I'm bringing up people from Doug. Sorry. <laughs> um. Hey, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> That's quail, man. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, t- check out the Nursery Lounge. Come hang out with us. Um, it's it's I'm on there all the time. It's a lot of fun. What else we got? Um, the show's probably running long. Yeah, it's, it's about time. It's about time in the show. Um, I've been playing the new Zelda DLC. It's a lot of fun. The new Zelda DLC? The new that Zelda. Like a hack. It's, it is a hack, yeah. Nice. It's like that Laura Croft code. Back in the day, remember that? Yeah, pixelated and, and, and nudalities on in Mortal Kombat Two. You remember? Yeah, so good quality. It's great. These are good things. These are good, <laughs> true things. Makes you want to. Br- you bring Eris back from the dead, but she's nude. Well, I know. She's still fighting your party, and she glitches the rest of the game. I accidentally so. put the nude code on Star Trek Discovery, and there's nude Klingons. It's really weird. <laughs> hey, what's their? Um, do they have different nipples? Are they all the same down there? What's they're the... pierced, and there's six of them. Yeah, and they all say Tukovma. Tukovma. <laughs> 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 Well, taking us out is a track by Daenerys and the Targaryens, the uh, the premier Game of Thrones uh, rock band. They're they're very good, very very good, and they've got a new CD and LP called Drown God. This is a track called Littlefinger Super Spy.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 